My name is Michael Scott. Welcome to my world and prepare to be awakened. Jeff, Sean, and welcome to episode 45. Today we are talking about the flamels and all their secrets. Final word on flamels. Yes, and spoiler warning because we will be talking about the Enchantress again. So, If you haven't read it, or I mean if you haven't finished it. Uh, what are you, you waiting for? Yeah, yeah. You might want to, you know, put it came out like a month ago. And it came out start. Like a, what month are we in? <laughs> Finish reading. <laughs> Uh, it's August. <laughs> so yeah, Jeez. after after the news, you might want to turn off this podcast. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It news! Spoiler, spoiler <laughs> filled. Yes, yes. We will be talking about how they turn into my giant robots and fought other robots. Come on, you're ruining right. it. <laughs> and then there was a then there was a bobsled team. Alrighty. So, news. We have a movie poster. Oh, yes. Yep. For, for what movie? I'm... The Alchemist. Yeah. <laughs> for the, the poster for The Alchemist. It's like a teaser poster, though, really. I mean. Yeah, and it says The Alchemist Secrets of Nicholas Flamel. Yeah, they dropped The Immortal. Uh, you could, you, you know, that really caught my eye immediately. And it's kind of weird saying it now it's kind of a mouthful with though with the of Nicholas yeah it's a little bit of a tongue twister for me because I've, I've said it you know so long as you know secrets of the immortal nicholas Flamel. now just saying you know secrets of nicholas Flamel, it, it doesn't it, sound right it all. doesn't flow for me at all <laughs> <laughs> so, now we're just flamel's portal <laughs> although i can see why they dropped it i mean it was a mouthful and it was a little weird that the title was red. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I thought it would have been green. I, but, I mean, the green. red looks. I don't know if they just kind of threw it out there, you know, and and. And are they still planning? Do we have we heard if they're planning on doing the first two books as one movie? Because I know that came up before. Yeah, I mean, back I one think, of the original rumors. Yeah, when Bonaventura was involved, they I think they talked about putting them into one, two, the first two books into one, but. I haven't I haven't heard anything like that. I don't I don't know. I really really have no idea if they're still planning doing that or not. What good are you then? Sorry. If Michael was on here we could ask him, but he probably wouldn't tell us. Probably he would use his Irish accent and tell us <laughs> <laughs> He would tell us something very well. Consider, considering he is uh writing the script or the, you know, the first draft of the uh, script. I kinda hope they do just the first book, but let's see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, there's not a lot of action though. You know, the action really doesn't. I mean, there's not a lot of action. There's tons of action. There's a fight scene in a car chase. There's a car chase. There's the the necromancy in Ojai. Like, there's. But that doesn't work. Like, when you're doing, like, a movie, you need, especially a series, you need to get the kind of character background. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know if the action. We've got got the fight at Scatty's Dojo. We've got D's attack at the bookshop. We've got. Um, the Ojai, like the uh, zombies the bird, in Ojai, well, and the battle of oh, Yggdrasil. Yeah, the Yggdrasil battle. Birds on the bridge. I'm, I'm <laughs> guessing. See, that's an awful lot. Stuff's got to go. Uh, Yeah, some stuff's got to go. I, I don't know. I mean, there is so much back. Otherwise, you get no back. You get, like, no plot if you put all that in. Yeah. Oh, whatever. That's, like, I, I, a I half can see hour. That. <laughs> But let's uh you know you know what let we're let's uh let's plan on doing a uh, a movie episode what well, we hope they yes. put really soon and then we'll just we'll just kind of discuss all that and and give our you know we'll give our October our, our actor picks we'll give our actor picks and we'll discuss what should and shouldn't be cut from the movie and, and everything like that so yeah October done October. There After it is. the oracles. After the oracles. That was an awesome segue. It was. Awesome. Speaking of. <laughs> head I on tried. over to the portal. Flamels-immortal-portal.com. We did not drop the immortal. 
and you'll see the big old button on the right hand side that says vote for the 2012 Oracle Awards. Why did I pause so long? I don't sure. know. <laughs> vote for the 2012 Oracle Awards. It was a dramatic <laughs> pause. It was. We want to beat our voting numbers from last year where over 230 votes or something were cast. So we're going to we want to beat that. Um, voting started back at the beginning of August and we'll run to the end of August. So we're giving you a little more time than, than we used to give you uh, to vote for them. So the entire month of August, voting is open. Yes. And keep in mind that there are, I think, 20 categories this year. If you don't have time to finish voting for all of them, you can stop and then go back and finish voting. It will bring you back to the last and it only takes the last I mean, even question even if you, you read, wrote before. It will bring you back there, right? But even if you read all the questions and all the answers, I mean, what are we talking? Five? five? Oh, if that. I don't know. Some of those decisions yeah. were pretty agonizing. I mean, they're, they're yeah, hard. you could decide for a while, I suppose. Yeah, there were some tough ones, and we we took some we took some of the uh, options out that were con- consistently winning, and just kind of didn't we? We just kind of made we, those. We or, did that on some. I tried to make it pretty pretty hard to decide on a lot of and if there were some that were if there were some that were consistently you know getting no votes <laughs> those right. kind of got cut yeah but we got a few new categories this yeah, year quite a few actually so. this year awesome. so, so take a look take a vote and we'll let you know next month in september when uh well don't take announce all you, the results you can leave some haha <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we don't want you taking any votes, but believe all you. You're so funny. <laughs> I know. That's why I'm on a podcast. Emails. I thought I was on the podcast because I was funny. Wait, that's what it says on the website. That, that's what we thought too, Sean. <laughs> Boy, did that backfire. <laughs> Four years later. Four years <laughs> later, I'm still. False advertising. Sorry about that, whatever. guys. We've been trying to get that's rid nice. of him, but he just keeps coming back every month. That's right. I'm Somehow he magically knows when we're recording. <laughs> so. You don't know what I got. <laughs> emails! Emails! Our first email is from Nermingard, and they say, Hello, Portalcasters! Very excitedly. Uh, it's Nermingard from the Philippines, and I'm sending this message because Jeff asked me to. Ha ha by request. But seriously, thank you for reading my response, even if it's torturous to read. It wasn't that bad. (laughs) Uh, Forgive me for sending a long QOM response last month and for making Jeff fall asleep. Jamie and Jeff were right. I did write the response beforehand. I have sent QOM responses before, and I typed most of them on a keyboard before pasting it on the QOM response page. Well, I figure you type them all on the keyboard. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I think he meant like in another, another. In like avenue. Notepad or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moved yeah. It over. yeah. Um, for me, it's like writing a book. It takes time to check and edit a text before it becomes presentable. Jamie would know. I do. I spend a lot of time editing. Uh, she loves editing. Wink. Well, he read my mind. <laughs> uh, speaking of Jamie, I'm sorry. If you had to read my QOM, uh, I subconsciously intended it for Chris. Evil laugh. Yeah, well, I'll take one for the team. It's okay. I'm just so fascinated by those unique sounding names. And now he gives them again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to talk. Enon Mac. Something that starts with a Y. Enon Mac. And something that starts with the M. <laughs> by the way, we're Philippine war deities. So Google Philippine war deities if you want to know which ones they were. Because I imagine there's only... Well, maybe there's a lot of them. I don't know. Ina and Mac. It's easy. Mac and cheese. I don't know. <laughs> That's what I said last month. Somebody Ina, said it last Mac month. I don't know. Anyways, they were briefly mentioned in chapter 15 of the Enchantress. Yeah, I couldn't pronounce them then either. <laughs> I'm glad that Mr. Scott mentioned that tiny detail. As for... And here we go again. From Crotch and the Tiernog... Tiernanog. That's an easy one. Tiernanog, the easy one. Whatever. Easy for you. They were mentioned by Satanta in Chapter 18 of Billy the Kid and the Vampires of Vegas. Krom is the one who made Kuhulain immortal. Kuhulain suffered 
so much from his years of servitude to Krom, and I'm not pronouncing the second word, um, it breaks him and turned him evil. Krua. Krua. Sure. <laughs> Why not? It's better than crotch. <laughs> it does look like crotch, doesn't it? It's C-R-U-A-C-H. I don't know how to pronounce it. At the final chapter of Billy's short story, we learned that Skatok was planning to spread the contents of the pithos into the elder, into the home of Elder Krom. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't know much that happened afterwards, but we know that on the 10th of Imbolok, Marethew was in Tirnanog when he wrote that letter to Sophie that we saw in the epilogue of the Enchantress. <sighs> Nermengard. <laughs> that was a long email. <laughs> <laughs> and we know that from mythology, uh, Tirnanog is the uh, land of, of the free home of the brave. <laughs> yeah, there's no, there's no time, like the timeless shadow realm, right? Right. Yeah, that's it's what the Tirnanog happy place is. in the sky, right? But yeah, the connection between uh, Marethu being there and it being the uh, shadow realm of that elder. Uh, Crom Crotch. <laughs> um, like worst butchering ever. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what the connection is between that. That sounds like a mouse trap. Uh, <laughs> kind of did. <laughs> I don't. I guess we, you know we don't know what the connection between those two are. So that would be a that would be a, a definitely a, a cool thing to find out what Marethu's doing there. Sure. I believe we have a very special email. Very special. So special, we're not going to tell you about it. So I, special. I to the show. So special. Someone, so, someone we, made a special uh, request at the end yeah, of this email. We, we had a, our next email is uh, from a very special listener that uh, we are we're very flattered that he does listen to all the shows. And as you, you'll hear in his message, he says he does. This next email is from Michael Scott himself. So the title of the email is, I really do listen to the show. And he says, good evening, portal podcasters, or should that be pod portal casters or caster portal pods or caster pod portalers, which I, portal I don't casters. think I like the caster portal, portal pods the best. Caster portal pod. I don't know what a pod portal is or a portal pod. <laughs> Sounds like a portal pod. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that that describes our our show very well. <laughs> we are the porta potty casters. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, he goes on to say, "I've just finished Awakenings forty four, and yes, I do have them all. And unlike Sparkle, who gave the lamest excuse ever for not listening to this fine broadcast, I do take the time to download and listen, and sometime even make notes." Thanks for not commenting on the fact that every episode I mention how I don't listen to them. I just yes. don't give an excuse. I just don't. You just don't, yeah. I don't give a lady lamb excuses. Because you don't deny it. You just... Uh, I don't, yeah. Not at all. I was here. I don't... Yeah, you remember everything we said, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So let me make a couple comments and give you an exclusive. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. I know some people have been upset slash irritated slash confused. Because I did not answer every single question at the end of the book. And that was quite deliberate. We, uh, parentheses, that's you and me, readers and writer, parentheses, got a two-week peek into the adventures of Sophie and Josh. But the story of the elders and immortals was going on for a long time before we peered into the world. And will continue for a long time after we're done with it. As a reader, I never liked books which answered every single question. Those unanswered questions sparked my imagination and, in many ways, contributed into making me a writer. When you read Andre Norton's Witch World series, for example, you entered right into the middle of a fully formed world, and when our hero's adventures were finished, you stepped out again. And I, I've never – have you, have you no, seen that series? I've not, I've not read this. I'll have to check that yep. out now. But the world continues. This is true of all fantasy. While Bilbo and company were trekking for uh, to Mordor, life went on around him and I, for one, always wondered what the Hogwarts students did during the summer holidays, which is very true. It was always my intention to fill in some of the gaps in the world with a series of short stories. 
The six books are seeded with hints and clues about what has gone on before. Of course, by the time Sophie and Josh have entered the picture, most of our heroes have had thousands of years of adventures. I have already started writing those stories, and I am hoping they will appear next year. Hey, that could be our exclusive. I don't know. How about that? So they're definitely on the way. Cool. I know some people have commented that the ending was too quick and that there should have been more of Josh fighting the Earthlords. Can I remind you that this book is not about the Earthlords and not their story? Also, Josh is holding two of the elemental swords. Nothing can stand against them. Killing these incredibly ancient creatures quickly and without fuss just proves how powerful they are and how powerful he has become. Now, here's your exclusive. Did Nicholas and Parallel survive? Yes. Hey, uh, that kind of lends to our episode. Here, <laughs> and it? we're done. Moving on. And we're done. <laughs> That's all we need to say. <laughs> um, did Blackhawk survive? Yes. When he was thrown out to sea, the Nereids had already left. And I should add that Billy and Machiavelli are also alive at the end of the book. But for how long? Hmm. 37 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and no, I will not tell you who the Enchantress is just yet. Jermaine. Oh, so close. <laughs> I know. I thought that might have been the exclusive. <laughs> There's Palamides. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me also say thank you for the podcast over the years, which I have really enjoyed, except when someone parentheses he knows who he is in parentheses attempts an irish accent oi with the best wishes mike uh, <laughs> yeah I don't know what he's talking sure. about. It, it still could be it's still up in the air about me or sean because i have no idea we've, what he's talking about. we've well it wasn't me both, <laughs> it's been a few months since i've had to use the irish accent so it's it's one of us it but. sure as heck wasn't me sean's is clearly better than mine so do we have any voicemails to read to read. Oh, I'm just going to read a voice now. You're going to read a voice? That's very strange. How, how are you going to do that? <laughs> Magic. It'll, I'll probably read it a lot better than you just read that email. Tarty tree and the trees in the garden. Tarty tree and the trees. All right. So we do have a voicemail. It is from a oh, new what's... caller. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold up. <laughs> All right. It's also ironic based on their name. That's someone the name silent hello this is silento08 from italy i'm calling because i have some questions about the characters in the series maybe you can help me because i have some problems with them i'm working on a family tree on a complete family tree about the elders and i was uh, asking uh, first what are the titans because there are some titans in the series and yeah, I don't know, are they elders, are they great elders, or are they something completely different? I don't think that they can be something different because we have enough races in the series, so I say they are, yeah, great elders, maybe. And in book one, I found uh, the, the line where Bastet calls Hikata her sister, and... Yeah, are they really sisters? Because that's only one time this is mentioned. Because if she, if they are sisters, it means that Astelia and Persis, the uh, parents of Hecate, we know, that they are also the parents of Bastet and Mars. And that's also a thing never mentioned other ways. And we have, yeah, then I have a problem with Odin and Mars. Because in book five, they call each other cousins. And yeah, this would uh, fit also with my family tree. But in book six, Mars says, one time, brother, brother Odin. And yeah, it would be strange if they were, uh, if they were brothers, because then Odin was also, would be also a brother to Hecate and this, uh, yeah doesn't work I think so maybe this is just a matter of uh, matter of speaking then Skathach calls Prometheus her uncle but as I know uh, Prometheus is her great uncle but yeah maybe (laughs) uh, my great uncle I call him also uncle so this can be a matter of speaking too and then we have 
yeah, Zephania and Mars, so the Witch of Endor and Mars. They have, yeah, the twins, Romulus and Remus. Yeah, this we know. And then there has to be another son or daughter who is either the mother or the father of Skathach, Ephia and their brother. But yeah, I don't know, is it Art Grimne? So do they have a son or is it Skathach's mother? Is, yeah, I don't know, is this mentioned any, anywhere in the series? And something else, too, there we have Quetzalcoatl and Xolotl. Yeah, they are twins, we don't know their parents, but Xolotl says son of Coatlik. And yeah, can an Archon like Coatlik be the mother of, of two elders? I... Yeah, I do not know, because in, myth in mythology, of course, um, Kotlik is the mother of Quetzalcoatl and Xolotl, but yeah, are the Archons, can they be parents to elders? That's, yeah, I do not understand. So maybe you can help me with some of my questions, so I can work out this family tree, it's very interesting work also. And uh, yes, regards from Italy, and yeah, till the next time. So wow. everyone's related to everyone in the Elder Rings, essentially. Yeah. It's, there was kind of a lot of questions. In there. <laughs> there was a lot of questions, but the main, the the main thing is, is that, you know, it's, it's such a, I think, I think it's such an intermingled tree that you could have brothers and cousins possibly I mean, I, being the same. Addressing the Odin Mars thing, when he calls him brother Odin, it's almost like he doesn't say like, this is my brother Odin. He's calling Odin brother Odin. So it's almost more like a brother in arms. Brother in yeah, arms. Yeah. I totally agree with thing, that. As far yeah. as that statement's concerned. Yes. I, I agree. The, the matter of speaking. And I think things. we've tackled this issue of the uh, Titans and and great elders thing before, and I think we've determined that Titans are not an individual race of their own, but a part of the uh, the great elder tree, or the great elder lineage. I do believe. In terms of the Quetzalcoatl and Zotl and Quetzalcoatl, I think you're right about the mythology there, and I think it's similar in the way that, like. Great elders had children that were elders, and elders had children that were either elders or next generation. I think it's the same kind of lineage. Well, I think it Quatlick depends on called the mother, the mother, of, all. Of, all, mother of, all, of all the gods. Yep. So maybe she did some experimentation. Maybe the clearly. elders are an experimentation of the archons. Right. It's possible. possible. It might explain why they're all changing. Right. And then there was the Scadian Prometheus. I think you're right about that. Oh, the great, great uncle. Yeah. That's she was just leaving out the great because he wasn't really that good of an uncle. <laughs> I don't know. He saved her life. I mean, come on. What more do you want? Yeah, man. Yeah. And he used to toss her on his knee when she was just a wee little lass. Well, maybe she's <laughs> has motion sickness, like with the ladies. <laughs> That's why she has motion sickness. <laughs> <laughs> it's a repressed memory. Yeah, but yeah, I agree. You know, it definitely is great uncle, and you know, she just you know says uncle. Because if you start calling him great anything, you're going to start in the whole great elder elder debate and stuff. So yeah, and then in terms of Scatty's mother, we never really found out who that was. We found out who her father was. And interesting enough, you know, he's got the characteristics of of Scatty with the you know the red, the red mustache and the green eyes. It so, does make you question how um, viable their relationship may have been. It seems like, but 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 his his uh, his physical characteristics seem to follow that that's that line. You know what I mean? So, like, we know that Zephaniah had green eyes, and we know Prometheus has green eyes and red hair, and Scatty has green eyes and red hair, and he had green eyes and red You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I can't remember what color it's hair Mars like, had. I thought he had red hair too, but I could be mistaken. Um, I, I don't. I, I know don't he has know. blue They're eyes. All They're all ginger. I know he has blue eyes. Yeah. But, um, let me pull up our codex. But, uh, we have a codex. Wait, what? Uh, <laughs> I forgot about that thing. <laughs> hair color <laughs> unknown. Okay, I guess we don't know what color his hair is. He's a mystery. Yeah. Wrapped in an enigma and also bone. Yeah. A mystery wrapped in enigma and bone. So, but you know, I, I think that given, um, given that it, that, I, I guess that information, we could assume that he is, you know, Scatty's dad is related, is is the son of or whatever you want to call of of Prometheus. Zephaniah. No, of the witch. Uh, and Mars, but you know it's never directly mentioned because you know the only sons that Mars discussed um, is when he talks about uh, Romulus and, and Remus. Well, and it's possible he—that's one of his aliases. Uh, it could be. Didn't they both die though? I know the one killed one, but I thought I they were remember. both dead. I cannot remember. I know one killed the other. I know that for a fact. I was yeah, there. Well, maybe I saw. We, well, and we, <laughs> well, and we know we know Scatty's father's not exactly a nice person, so that would kind of fit it's with possible. that. <laughs> it could be. It could be. It could be. Uh, there could be a connection there, and I'm not sure if it even says which which is which, like who killed which which is which, like who killed who, like did Romulus kill Remus or did Remus kill Romulus? I'm uh, not sure. I think we get that from myth. Well, no, no, I know that. This is true, but, you know. I think Romulus killed always... Remus. Because Romulus created Rome. Like, Rome. Yeah. Oh, okay. And Remus was a wolf. Remus was a werewolf, yeah. And he taught defense against the dark arts. He did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Romulus. Yeah, Romulus killed Remus. In, in the text. I know in, real, I know in, in mythology, but in the text. He says, Mar- it says uh, in The Magician, it says, Mars nodded, Romulus, my younger boy, said that too. He swore to me that he loved his brother Remus, then he killed him. Sounds like twins run in their family, though. You got Romulus and Remus, and then you got Scatty and Aoife. Yeah. Anyways, thanks for the voicemail. So yeah, I think we, I hope we uh, muddled that up a little more for you. Yeah, made it, made it a lot worse <laughs> to try to figure out what we're talking about. I hope we made it and, so and much And just worse. to make it slightly more worse, I think... Um, more worse. Some of the most <laughs> fabulous things. <laughs> wow, I, I suck. I was I'm going to make that most worsest. <laughs> just to muddle that up a little more, um, I think sometimes they refer to each other as sister or brother, and they might be actually sister-in-law or brother-in-law. Um, oh, yes. So yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't, they don't that, go by the... That confuses the... the issue as well. Yeah, they don't they... go by the in-law code yeah. back But they then. could totally be brothers and sisters and married, so... Yeah. True. <laughs> yes. that's, the, that's the gods for you. That's mythology. Exactly. Everybody's related to everybody else in some way. All right. So our poll last month, or for this month, was uh, are Nick and Perry dead? And yes, no, he is only mostly dead, and I don't know. So how many people got it wrong? Every, we know the answer now. Yeah, we know, we know the answer. got it wrong now. Actually, 38% said no, so technically they were right. Ah. 33% said yes, 16% got the reference, and 13% said I don't know. Only mostly dead. Well, technically. Which is, which is almost alive. Technically, let's say they're mostly dead. <laughs> so that went. Clearly. No, they're, they're alive, I, I assume, in the timeless... In some tier, sort of immortal tier, stasis of Tyrannog. Now, if they're allowed to leave that shadow realm, that's up to debate. And yeah. Who knows? Quam! Quam, diggity dog! What? What? <laughs> What is your what is your favorite Nick and Perry moment? So our first QOM is from Anonymous, location unknown. Very mysterious. And their response was, when they finally meet after Perry is trapped on Alcatraz. Very heartwarming. So the Anonymous is definitely a girl. Oh, yeah. (laughs) To think that that was, you know, heartwarming. So, yeah, 
I agree. But that was a good, that was a very happy reunion between Nick and Perry. So, our next QOM is from Olivia, and her location is still in London with my fellow Sherlockians. And Olympians. Yes, and yes. Olympians, but not for very much longer. And her response is, does it have to be both of them together? Oh, well, my favorite Nick moment was when he used alchemy to turn the Lotan back into an egg. And my favorite Perry moment was when she went all awesome sauce on the Sphinx and the Sorceress with her supercharged aura. And no, it doesn't have to be both of them together. It's however you interpret the question. Awesomest that is the Flamossums. The Flamossums. That should totally be the title. Fantastic. Flamossums. The Flamossums. Yes. Flamtastic. Flamossums. The Flamossums. <laughs> and we're done. The Flamossums family. We totally should have done that too. <laughs> the the elder family. <laughs> yeah. They're all related to the end. The elder family. <laughs> they're creepy and they're kooky. <laughs> We, we wouldn't have to change the words. <laughs> <laughs> and all together, spooky. Oh, that's awesome. Our our next qualm is from our uh, our voicemailer, uh, Salante08, uh, location in Italy. And the response is, when they reach Alcatraz, this is a scene with the trolls. Very funny. Yeah. When they finally... After finally very reached Alcatraz. <laughs> they use very little of their aura making ice shelves. <laughs> and trolls are pretty stupid. <laughs> Have you noticed that? Like in most series, like trolls are just dumb and you can just talk them into Because they are dumb, Jamie. <laughs> what are you descended from trolls or something? Clearly. <laughs> Our next no. QOM is from Cleo. Far, far away in Germany. You don't know where we are. You don't know where we are. The best scene was when Nick and Perry were sitting on the bench after the battle in Alcatraz that was so touching and in some ways so peaceful. And then this creepy dude with a hook showed up. The end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the hook was still on the side of the bench. They said Mareth, they said Mareth you three times in the mirror. <laughs> and he showed up with his hook. <laughs> was there was there a clock ticking sound too, and then a crocodile appeared? Tick tock, tick tock. Hook's afraid of the big bad croc. Tis true. What a random reference. <laughs> Hello, Peter Pan. Thank you. All right. Oh, hook. <laughs> hook, Peter Pan. Ha ha. Okay. Peter Pan. Moving on. <laughs> Clearly, I suck tonight. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, our next QOM response is from Helen, location CT. Troy. I'm guessing that's Connecticut. She's not from Troy. Not from Troy. Not Helen of Troy. Different Helen. Is there a Troy in Connecticut? I have no idea. Why don't you Google it? There's a Troy. Um, and her response is, on Alcatraz when Billy by mistake throws the spirit Perry. That was a very suspenseful moment. Yep. Yep. Then it went to commercial. Right through it. Yeah. <laughs> kind of did. Next chapter. <laughs> this next chapter is brought to you by. <laughs> uh, next column is from Matt in New York. And the response is, I think the best Nick and Perry moment was when Perry gave a day of her life to save Nick. I was waiting for someone to pull that one out. I'm like, come on. Our next response is from Estelle. Uh, our location is on a farm in New Jersey with a country accent. Arg. Is that a pirate accent? Arg. Her response is, my favorite Nico Perlisse. Nick, Nico Perlis. It's a mashup. Just go with it. I'm sure how to say it. Nick Perlassi. Nico Perlisli. Okay, I got it now. My favorite Nico Perlisse moment has to be Okay, it's a weird mashup of like Nicholas and Perry. I see it now. Yeah. Nico Perlis scene moment has to be in the Warlock after Perry Black Or is out and Nick wakes up and asks if he missed anything exciting. So now that we've heard everybody else's favorite Nick and Perry moments, what are your favorite Nick and Perry moments? 
when Aten was hanging Anubis over the pyramid. That has nothing to do with yeah, you. That- <laughs> <laughs> Don't care. When Mareth, you turn the, the chains into dust. That was like the other awesomest Wrong moment. Podcast. <laughs> that was full awesome. That was full awesome. Flamtastic. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to go with one of our, our, our uh, answerers. Answerers? Our qualm responses. Let's go with that. I'm going to have to go with one of our qualm responders and, and agree with the whole uh, giving the last day of her life. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was definitely pretty cool. Speaking of which... I know our fortune, I'll tell you Got me under a spell My heart's with you, it will dwell And now it's your last day I'll trade my aura for this Jade beetle sealed with a kiss Before we leap this abyss But now it's your last day Your hair was gray and slow pulse It was stray and life force started fading Where you think you're going, baby? You know I love you It might be crazy But here's my aura Please take my last day, it's hard to look right At your darling, so here's my aura Please take my last day, you know I love you It might be crazy, but here's my aura Please take my last day, and all the dark elders Try to kill us, but here's my aura Please take my last day Here's my aura. Take my last day. <laughs> and now that your eardrums are probably bleeding. <laughs> Welcome back. Whoops. I know. <laughs> I would have to also agree with one of our qualm responders, but a different one. I hope Justin Bieber was listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I, I agree. I actually agree with Olivia on both the Nick moment and the Perry moment. The Nick moment being the changing the low ten back into the egg, just because that was so unexpected and it seemed so simple. so anticlimactic. Yeah. <laughs> and then one of my favorite Perry moments is um, when she went all awesome sauce on the Sphinx, as she put it. My other favorite Perry moment was when she's talking about how she's going to escape, and she's just like, "Well, I'm going to steal their boat." That was yeah. pretty awesome. So I think one of the awesome moments that Perry had that we didn't really see that maybe there will be a short story next year. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. About hopeful, hopeful. Hopefully, we will find out what happens when she fights Machiavelli on Vesuvius and totally wins the fight. Yeah, I think that'll be awesome. I can't wait to see that. I think it will be a flum awesome. It will be maybe. a flum awesome. I hope we get maybe to see if, that. if we get if we get it. <laughs> Michael, I know you're listening. So I think that we should have a a short story about a boot about. I'm not trying to say about. Hey, we'll have to, we'll have, to have a short story about the um the battle on Vesuvius between her and. Her. I think now that you asked him in an Irish accent, he's not going to do it. Yeah, <laughs> you're not helping. You. <laughs> Jeff, you are not helping our cause at all. No, you're not. I apologize on Sean's behalf because Irish. I would really like to see this story. <laughs> Irish. I didn't say what part of Ireland I'm from. <laughs> oh, yeah. we know. We know. We know. A part on the other side of the Atlantic. You system. don't know where I'm from. You don't know where I'm from. You don't know what kind of accent I got. <laughs> West Virginia. West Virginian. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> you, got same accent. you got the same accent as your brother, cousin, uncle, wife. Uncle White? <laughs> what? Debate sense of death world. <laughs> you talking about my family? Yep. Clearly. What are they up to now? What are you up to now? All right. Um, well, I guess Mike kind of ruined our ruined our first uh, our first discussion point. Where we were going to discuss uh, whether Nick and Perry were dead or not. 
Yes, that's dead. <laughs> dead as a doornails, buried, gone, never. It's like they never existed. So do you guys? But do you guys think they're chilling out in that shadow realm, or do you think they're like doing other stuff, oh, yeah. like vacationing on Machu Picchu or something? No, you know, Machu Picchu. I think with the whole insinuation and the um. In Josh's letter to Sophie, and given the fact of where he is and the history or the mythology of that place, I would say that's where they are. And, you know, they don't really have immortality back, but they're just in a timeless shadow realm where nothing progresses, and so they don't age. I agree. I think that's how they're kind of staying alive still, and they're probably just enjoying life since they don't have to protect a book anymore or run from people. Or right, right. That's how they're uh 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 staying alive, staying alive. Wow, this is a very <laughs> musical episode. All of a sudden, <laughs> we're three for three. Want to throw another one in there? <laughs> sure. We'll come up with something. Sure. I have yeah. no doubt. Absolutely. Don't speak. <laughs> you said no doubt. Wow. No How doubt. How did I not see that coming? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. You know, just what you're saying. Gwen Stefani. Oh. Good song, though. Don't speak. Don't speak. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how I could tie that into the full awesome. boss. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Segway. Don't speak. We love Nick and Perry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no. <laughs> All right, so we've covered where we think they are and what they're up to. They're probably enjoying vacation, you know. I don't think they're vacationing very far. <laughs> I think they're pretty much stuck in Tiernanog. Well, I mean, maybe they're drinking. Enjoy- maybe they're drinking Tierna eggnog. Tierna eggnog. Just kind of enjoying life, you know. Retired, quote unquote, you know. Yeah. But uh. Playing bridge. They, they kind of deserve it after, Shuffle you know, book. that whole final battle and, like... They didn't do anything. What do you mean they didn't do anything? They did a lot. They crossed the water on some It took place. them, like, an hour. <laughs> <laughs> they got there before uh, She Who Watches made it to the bridge. <laughs> yeah, they did. Because <laughs> she stopped at Starbucks on the way. And then, <laughs> well... No, she stopped and opened a Starbucks on the way. <laughs> She built one. She built one from yeah. the ground up. From from the ground. No, but they helped wake Arapanomp. That was a pretty big deal. I mean, they would have died if it hadn't been for the spider. So was Arapanomp a great elder? Well, well, no, hold on a second. Nick dropped the whole chimney stack on the boat so they couldn't leave with the with the monsters. True. So they did quite a bit. Chimney sweeps lucky as chim chimney chim chimney. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just keep rolling with the songs here. Oh, boy. Well, and he did the whole thing, like, prior to them arriving on Alcatraz, he did the whole thing with the bird and found, like, Odin and Mars and got the message to them. <laughs> Let's not talk about the bird. No. The bird, bird, bird. The bird is the worst. <laughs> I was just going to do that. Uh-oh. Derailed. <laughs> totally. Was it Paolo or something? Uh, I can't remember the bird's name. Phil. Yeah. Phil. <laughs> I don't know. Something with a P. Phil the Toucan. Ned. No, the Toucan's <laughs> name was Sam. Get it right. Toucan Sam. What was the uh, Cocoa Puffs bird? Uh, it's Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. I don't think he had one. It's okay. Sunny. Is it Sunny? I don't know. <laughs> We're totally gone. Alright. Anyways, back to Nick and Perry. <laughs> Google it. They, uh, <laughs> the, the Cocoa Puffs bird name. <laughs> What's the Cocoa Puffs bird's name? That's our QOM for next month. <laughs> That's the qualm. Oh, dear. Sunny, you were right. I was right! Sunny the Cuckoo. Yes. Alright. Now that we've yes. established that, let's get back to Nick and Perry. Now that the important things are done, <laughs> get on with the frivolous <laughs> conversation. Oh, goodness. <laughs> So they they expended quite a bit of magic there on their last day. I thought they were one of them was just gonna spontaneously combust by the end. I'm really surprised they didn't. Yeah, I'm very surprised. Well, they were in the water with the ice, so that kept them cool. Yeah, yeah. 
That's why they didn't com- didn't spontaneously combust. But they are both pretty powerful. So who do you think is more powerful? Uh, I am. Between Nick and Perry. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Perry, without a doubt, absolutely. She I mean, wears the she pants in that relationship. Oh yeah. She also she, conjures them with her magic. <laughs> Perry de Pantalonis. <laughs> she dropped a mountain on a spider. On a giant spider. To kill a spider. A spider. Oh, well, you know, which she is funny. A, I, now, if I saw a spider, I would try to drop a mountain on it. This is true. However, Especially one that size. Actually, I would. And if it was like talking to me, yeah, I'd probably be dropping a mountain on it. Yeah. Um, actually, it's funny because this, the uh, Eropanop accuses Perry of doing it in The Magician, but then in The Enchantress, when she first starts talking to Nicholas, she says, you, she says he dropped the mountain on her. She just wants to blame everybody. Yeah, I guess he was there too. I, I don't know. Probably. Although, I mean, we know Perry went off and like studied all kinds of stuff. Like, you know, and Nick kind of just stuck to his alchemy. Perry was learning from tons and tons of people, and Nick kind of just wanted to understand the codex. Here it is. You mean, you want, here, I'll read the quote from Enchantress. Uh, this is... This is a Rapunop after after she's taken down the crab. And she's talking to Perry, and he says, Ah, oh, but when I look at you, I see you have aged no more than that. And she says, It's been a busy week, apparently murmured. You remember my husband, Nicholas? I remember him dropping a mountain on me. And, says, and then this Nicholas chimes in and says, Your followers were about to sacrifice my wife to a volcano. <laughs> and it was only a small mountain. So in that one, it's Nicholas dropping the mountain, but in... So maybe it happened more than once. Maybe there was a couple magician, mountains. A couple different instances with mountains. I'm surprised she helped them after all that. <laughs> or wrapping up. I mean, I would have been pissed. Well, she's always been a... She's always been a... On the side of Humani. Of the Humani. Which is ironic because spiders are I would have been mad. Evil. I've been like, you tried to drop a mountain on me. You're done. <laughs> like, you figure it out. <laughs> yeah, it says, uh, it's funny. It's the same conversation in The Magician. This is the part from The Magician that says, You brought an entire mountain uh, on top. You brought down an entire mountain on top of me, Arapanop said in a peculiar lisp ca- caused by its overlong fangs. You could have killed me. And as Paranel says, uh, it was only a small mountain. It's <laughs> so, the same joke. It's the same. It's the same. Yeah, yeah. But it's two different people. So that's, a, that's pretty funny. It was her fault. No though. mountain high Although that Ain't brings up no a, a, a <laughs> to keep, keep me so that brings you. up a good point <laughs> because it seems like Paranel and Nicholas like angered a lot of people, and yet all of those people that are angry with them somehow end up helping them. I mean, you look at this series, like, every time they come into contact with a new character, they're like, well, I don't really want to help you. But then in the, because of something that went on in the past, but then in the end, they end up helping them anyway. So they have, like, some serious persuasion, powers of persuasion. And it's also like, the last time I met Gilgamesh, he tried to kill me. Right. Let's go find him. Yeah. Yeah, let's go see what's up. Or like the Witch of Endor, they're like, no, I would never go to the Witch of Endor. And then Perry says, go to the Witch of Endor. And he's like, and she like. And Hecate doesn't want to help them, and like nobody wants to help them at first because of all the horrible things they've done or horrible things they think they're gonna do. But then in the end, they end up helping them, so they have some serious powers of persuasion. Yeah, kind of crazy. It's true. Hey, (laughs) this is crazy. (laughs) Pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, Perry's more powerful than Nick. Yeah. Seventh daughter of a seventh daughter. Yep, absolutely. A seventh uncle. And we never, we never found out what her, uh, what her stench was. I don't think she has one, or if she does, she hides it. No, I think she is just odorless. <laughs> yeah, we never. I mean, she either doesn't have one, or she does something similar to like what she did with her aura, where she kind of masks it so nobody knows that she's yeah. doing. <laughs> well, it my, seems like my, her aura would aura... take on the scent of the magic she was doing. Yeah. Um, like it took on the, like the garbage smell and yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's some uh, comments where it says her normally odorless. Yeah. So maybe that's like a product of her being a seventh daughter of a seventh daughter. Or, 
but it's also you know the whole choosing your own scent maybe you can choose to be odorless her aura smells like the air yeah i mean maybe maybe that was her you know smartness in choosing something that didn't smell because she wanted to right. hide and be secretive and right I mean, didn't uh, didn't Odin's smell like ozone? Yes, I don't know what ozone smells like, but yes, uh, it's hard to explain. I can smell it at work because we have pieces like of, a welding arc. Well, we have we have equipment at our at our facility that creates ozone. We have to exhaust it because it's not good for you. No, no, it's not. So we have to exhaust it. So I was actually smelling it today when I was up on the roof. If you've ever been near someone welding or something like that, that that metallic. Yeah, it's kind of metallic-y. Kind of metallic, okay. yeah. And the nose, and the human nose can actually pick it up at like the tiniest, tiniest, tiniest amounts where it's not even close to being hazardous. Right. But yep. for whatever reason, the nose is really good at picking up ozone. Mm. Yes, it is. Interesting. Very. Anywho. So. From awesome. So one final question. Since the series is called The Secrets of the Immortal Nicholas Flamel, and now that we are done, what do you think are Nicholas's secrets? We don't know what he's got. We don't know what he's got. <laughs> no, I think... Um, it's still the secret world. Yeah, it's kind of like... Yeah, I, I think that was more or less talking about... Just like Sean said, the secret world, the hidden world of of, of the things. Secret world of Alex Mack and Nicholas. That's, that's right. That's right in front of everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. Right well, there, and then know. what you know, what he knew from the Codex, and I think you know all that. Yeah. Obviously, fact. Your martial arts teacher could be an ancient yeah. elder. Yeah, you have no idea. Because I, I mean, I actually think Paranel knew more about what was supposed to happen than Nicholas did. I think maybe she had more secrets than anybody. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Don't all women. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? Well, she knows their future. Yep, exactly. Because Josh told her. He did. Marathu told her. Oh, right. They're the same person. I was like, you're going to argue that now? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was trying to go with it. <clears throat> yeah. He has no secrets. Not anymore. They're all found out. We know them all. They're all out in the open. We know your secrets, Mr. Flamel. <laughs> secret, secret agent, man. <laughs> I lost count of how many songs. Secret elder, man. Secret immortal person. <laughs> On that note, I think we have successfully killed this podcast. Oh, we killed it. Buried it dead. Send it to Tiernog. We killed it. Our podcast will live on in Tiernog. Marethi had to come with his hook. We killed it so hard. This podcast, it would just feel like it takes forever. Stick a fork in <laughs> us. We are done. If you ever want time to feel like it comes to a stop, listen <laughs> to us. Yes. Tiernog exists. On the Awakenings podcast. You didn't just lose an hour of your life <laughs> by listening to us. Time came to a standstill. We we <laughs> lost four. Yeah, we lost four. <laughs> Time came to a screeching halt. Does anyone else's clocks break at like 2.30 in the afternoon? Like they yes. slow way down? <laughs> I swear it happens time. every day. This is every day. 2.30 to 5. It's like every second takes four. Pretty much. Yep. It's the time of the day when... Tiernanog is merging with <laughs> into the right spectrum and slowing our time. Okay, this is going. <laughs> you were going nowhere that going, fast. That was going nowhere. <laughs> Just like time. That was going nowhere. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think uh, Nick and Perry, they're, they're about as dead horses as we can kick. And um, <laughs> actually, they're not. They're still alive. Mike says there are so. as alive of horses as we can kick. Yes, Wild we horses. kick live horses on this on this show. <laughs> Good carry. Yeah, I got one in there. Let's <laughs> <laughs> oh, drag yeah. me away. That's right, you did. Yep. You did. Anyway, uh, next time on Awakenings will be our infamous, super spectacular, fantastic red carpet. Red carpet event, flamtastic, 
flim episode of (laughs) the Oracle Awards. Yeah. You will not want to miss it because you will not be able to know who won. Until like months later. For like three months, you'll never know. (laughs) Um, uh, This is our fourth annual Oracle Awards. Uh, That's big four. One, two, three, four. If you can't count. Not one, not two, not three, not not five. Before. You know, so there's a lot of people that skip four when they're counting, so you know it's it's kind of hard for them to get there. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, you're definitely going to want to tune in for that because you know all of the voting that you did on the portal, <clears throat> all the voting you did on the portal, hint hint, uh, will will yes. come to it fruition. You choose the winners. Yeah, exactly. So humani choice it is your choice. We though, have some great sponsors this year, as usual. Yes, hopefully we will. Lovely, lovely sponsors this year. Hopefully we will. We're lining, lining those out as we speak, waiting for confirmations. Um, and also, it's a it's a good time for us to um, give our birthday wishes to uh, Michael Scott and Nicholas Flamel, and also for our uh, founder, friend, comrade, Jules. So if you want to send in your uh, birthday wishes for Michael or Jules, please uh, please email those to uh, awakenings at flamels-immortal-portal.com, and uh, we'll uh, we'll read those on there and uh, get your uh, sentiments out there. Uh, be sure to leave us reviews and comments on iTunes. You can send uh, emails to our, the individual portalcasters at their first name at flamels-immortal-portal.com. And be sure to tune in for next month's episode. That's all the time we have for this episode. Until the next Legate opens, this is... Jamie. Jeff. Sean. Signing off. Warning, this podcast may induce uncontrollable laughter, resulting in stares, glares, and strange looks from members of the general public. Please take the appropriate steps to protect yourself from these embarrassing moments. That just reminded me, I forget what the heck I saw. It was a preview for a kid's show or a kid's movie, some kind of cartoon movie show something. And the guy went, they went where? They went to Machu Picchu. Where is Machu Picchu? And I started cracking up. (laughs) I don't remember what it was for. Oh, I'm man. like, they have to listen to our podcast. <laughs> Clearly. Clearly, we're the only ones that ever talk about Machu Picchu. Absolutely. I'm going to have to do At a Google search to see if I can. Machu Picchu. Is that underlined portion? What is what is that one portion underlined? Where do you see underlined? It's the title. Oh, very especially oh, the title. Thing. I really do listen to the show. <clears throat> uh, it is titled A Very Special Email. Entitled what? No, the title <laughs> of the email is I really do listen to the show. <laughs> oh, a very special. Oh, oh my god, just read yeah. the that does not need it's so dumb. Not need to be there. Well, I'm it was sorry. a little confusing. The title of his email is I really do listen to the show. It says, Good evening, portal podcasters. Okay, put the porter down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't need that in the background. Thanks. Or was it Olymp- It's an Olympic medal. It is. It's my <laughs> Olympic medal. <laughs> All right, let's try that. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. All right. Got uh, a two-week peek into the adventures of Josh as so Sophie Shoshi. I'm used to saying Josh and Sophie, and then when it flipped around, it got. Me. <laughs> <laughs> as a reader, I never liked books which answered every single question. Yes, with every. <laughs> God, I can't read tonight for some reason. Let me get, let me take a drink. Hold on. Man, that sound. Typewriter. That's ice swirling in my Gatorade. Okay. <clears throat>
As reader, I've never liked books which answered every single question. Those unanswered questions sparked my imagination and in many ways contributed into me ma- into me making a writer. <laughs> Holy I can't I'm not giving you any more emails to read. You're wow. Not, not ones that are this long. You're fired. Anyway. I thought I was bad at reading. Okay. <clears throat> Can I remind you that this the God? I sound like I sound like Jamie when I'm reading now. Excuse me. <laughs> I think I read better than this. Can I remind Jeff you just can't read. <laughs> Can I remind you that this book is not about the Earth Lords and not their story? <laughs> Thank you, William Shatner. Sorry, hold on a second. <laughs> Shakespeare tried to tried to Shatner it. Maybe if I make it bigger, I'll be able to sleep. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like squinting at the screen right now. Maybe if I make it bigger, I'll no, be able to see it. Oh my god, that's <laughs> Well, because I've got it zoomed down real slow, real, like half screen, because my Skype is taking up the other screen, so it's really small. Okay. <clears throat> and response is as soon as Jamie's not name tag thing blinks off my screen, I'll finish reading. Okay. I was Correcting a typo so you wouldn't mess it up. I know, no, I know. It just, it, it, Which is obviously you would have. Flag jumped up there and <laughs> blocked out the whole thing. Don't get mad at me for fixing things. Uh, our next qualm is from Matt from New York, and his response is, I think the best, the best, best. You are terrible. <laughs> you messed it up anyway. Awesome. I am so tongue-tied today. Tongue-tied. I can't even say tongue-tied. I don't have a copy of it. I do. I do. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it immediately. The Flamossum family. 